Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 74. Today, we're going to be having more of our tech coach stories, and today we have a fantastic story all about a fantastic tech director from Alabama. He's going to be talking to us about some of the great things that he's going to be doing next month in Florida, Miami, Florida at the FETC conference. One I am so forward, looking forward to going to. I've been to FETC a few times now, and I'm looking forward to getting down to Miami for the first time. If you guys are going down there, we'd love to hear from you, and we would love to have you guys be a part of this show. Of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach with all your tech coach questions. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show, reach out to us and find us over at askthetechcoach.com. We would love to have you guys. And we would also love to have you guys be a part of our 2020 Tech Coach Mastermind. Check out all the details over at teachercast.net slash mastermind and learn how you guys can invest in your professional development this year over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. That's teachercast.net slash mastermind. My guest today is the technology director for Troy City Schools in Troy, Alabama, and is a fantastic presenter. In fact, he's doing six Six different sessions this year at FETC. I want to bring on my good friend, Eugene Anderson. Eugene, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Feels pretty good to be here. It is so nice to have you on, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. But first of all, tell everybody how things are down in Alabama. How are you today? Who is Eugene Anderson? Well, everything's going pretty good being in Alabama. We don't know if we're going to get cold weather, hot weather, or in between. So right now, it is 70 degrees. Uh, yesterday it was 40, so you can imagine how life's going here right now. Uh, but enjoying life, enjoying what I'm doing right now. Uh, we are towards the end of our school year. We have one more week, and so I'm excited. I know the students are excited and the teachers, so we need this rest right now. I know everybody right now is in that mediocre kind of way where – you know, it's the last week before break, and, and even last week when we had our tech coach meeting, a lot of our tech coaches said they were really, really busy, and they were excited to be busy, and then they realized that the reason why they were busy is because the teachers didn't want to teach, and they were bringing them into the classrooms. Yeah. We all kind of agreed it doesn't matter how or when or why. The fact is that we're busy, and we're getting a chance to work with teachers, getting a chance to inspire students. Talk to us a little bit about what life is like down in Troy, Alabama. Tell us a little bit about your school district. You are the tech director, not the tech coach, but I know you have an opportunity to work with teachers. Tell us a little bit about your job. Okay, yeah. So as the tech director for a small school system, we roughly have around 2,000 students. We have an elementary, a middle, and a high school. So I get the chance to have a lot of hands-on professional learning with the teachers here. So even though I am the tech director and I have many hats as far as uh, managing the network, make sure the infrastructure is great. I also get the time to work with our teachers on best practices with technology. So we do have the time to work on 
understanding how the different tech tools we are trying to implement in the classrooms, whether it's um, Google, Chromebooks, uh, whatever uh, the case may be. And so that's what we're doing right now. Now, one of the things that we like to talk about here on the on the show, one of the things that we're constantly struggling with as tech coaches is the fact that we are in that middle. We're not necessarily teachers. We're not necessarily admin. When we walk into our classroom, it's not observation because we don't have that admin right. role. You, however, I'm assuming being tech director are considered administration. Yes. Are you observational administration? Are you are you helping a teacher out learn a Google Doc, but then next week coming in and doing an an official observation? Like, how does that role work? How do you fit into the ladder of your school district? Yes, you are absolutely right. So, being a tech director for the district, I am considered administration. And so, with that being said, I I get to wear both hats of going in and offering professional learning services to teachers and administrators. But then on the other side, I get to go and do observations for our teachers and administrators. So it's the best of both worlds to, I guess, basically I'm giving the playbook <laughs> and showing them how the work inside the playbook. But then I also make certain that the plays are ran the, the correct way. So I, that's, I guess you could say that's my pretty much my role. And I think that um, I enjoy doing it that way. So um, I, I do have help. As far as the the tech culture position on the outside, um, hip um, influence, but for the most part, it's it's just me going in, working with the teachers and making sure that they know what they're doing with technology. Well, talk to us a little bit about that. You said that your school district is two thousand uh, people in it. How how does that break down? How many buildings is it? K twelve, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so K twelve uh, to break that down, we have three schools: um, our elementary being the, the most students in that. Uh, then, of course, our middle school, it's a pretty small um, school system. As far as middle school, we have six, uh, sorry, seven through eighth grade. And then in our high school, we have ninth through 12th grade. Now, one of the things that we know is in order for a tech coach to be effective, a teacher has to be vulnerable. They have to come to us and say, I need help with, or could you show me? But you're somebody who's in the position of doing a formal evaluation. How does that work? I mean, can can I come to you and say, hey, I need help with this, knowing full well that maybe you know, next week or even last week you came to me and wrote me up and said, you need to work on – I mean, that's a serious question because yeah, it, it, how, does, yeah. how does the dynamic work between things? You're not your you're, you're colleagues, but your administrator, but – how does all that work? Yeah, so so basically, here's the here's the limitation of being a tech director who also focuses on um, the tech coaching world. Everything is based on time, and so what I mean by that is my my time is is very limited um, as far as what I can do. So we do have a schedule that we put in place at the beginning of the school year, and teachers have to make certain that they are on board with those particular dates that we have. So we, we have those professional development dates out there for our teachers that allows me to go in. And so with, so when they need additional help, that's where we would either have to focus on if I have time or if I could reach out to, uh, for instance, um, being in, in Alabama, we do have a, a group called Technology in Motion where we could reach out to and, and they can pick, basically pick up from where we have. And so... Um, if I'm not available, then we also have to lean over to some teachers who are also what we call tech savvy. They can help us out as well. So that's kind of where we go with, with that. 
So you've got lead teachers or however you want to refer to them in each of the buildings where they are trusted with helping yes. move the process forward. Now, the other thing that I, I, I'm curious about here, because as tech coaches, we, you know, we talk about this a lot. Like when I walk into a classroom, I'm not expecting a teacher to ask me to fix the printer. But here you're in charge of the printer. So do you find teachers are coming to you saying, help me implement educational technology or, yo, my printer's broken, fix it, or I need a bulb, or yes. how does so, all that, like how do you wear all of those hats? I'm fascinated yeah, so here. It's, it's, it's half and half. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I do have support help. Um, I, I do have one technician that that helps support the, the every day my printer needs help, uh, you know, I need fixing or whatever the case may be, my bulb is out. And so do I still get those questions? Uh, yes, I do. I, I make certain that they follow the guidelines as far as our um, help desk. And I, I try my best to be that, uh, that, that pressure for them where I want them to know, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. I, I want you to, I want you to, you know, to, like you said, I, I like the word that you mentioned, vulnerable. So I, I want you to be vulnerable and let me know what is going on in your classroom. But let's remember what the end game is here, which is, to make the instruction better. And so with that being said, just understand that I'm coming to your classroom first to make certain that we understand what digital tools you are using in the classroom and how I can offer those services. The second part of that is going back to your question, which you just asked, if there's something that's not quite right, then at times I could give that lending hand or helping hand and it, it kind of work with that uh, when the time permits itself. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's kind of how my, my time uh, goes when I am working in the classroom. So most teachers understand that and they have embraced that. Uh, there's still a struggle with some. You know, they want you to come in as Mr. Tech Guy and just fix the problem. But sometimes we, we have to understand what we're doing when I when I come in there, as far as be, especially being the admin. And is it is it tough wearing both of those hats? I mean, I know in a situation I've walked into classrooms and I've said, if I could only change one thing, this teacher would be better off because I don't have to sit in the big chair knowing that if I change that one thing for here, there's a million consequences district wide. But you have to wear both of those hats going, I could fix this or I could mention here's the fix. But, you know, if I maybe loosened up a setting on a Google admin or if I shared this thing with her. I know that's going to affect all of the other staff members. How do you balance both of those hats when you're in the moment working with teachers? And, and that's a very great question uh, because I deal with that all the time. That, that still goes back to, I, I, I ask my teachers if there's a situation where I know I can help them out. I'll give you an example. We always wanted us to unlock something or, or unblock something on the network. And I, I tell my teachers, one, I'm not going to unblock it right then and there. I still have to do my assessment on it, knowing that it could really affect the classroom at that point in time. Mm -hmm. But like you just mentioned, I have to think about what's the best bet for the entire school. And would, would it be best to to unblock that website or or leave it blocked for the for the uh, well-being of our students and everyone else in the, in the classroom? And so I always tell them if there's something that's critical like that, please just email me. And of course, this is a conversation that we're having in the classroom as we're trying to do an observation and also see what they're doing in the, in the, in the classroom as far as um, higher learning. But we, I just let them know, just please send it to me by email. And then that's when I, I will make that decision. And, and as long as that decision will impact the entire school, then I am okay with it. And, and, and the best way that I 
um, figure out if it would be best for all teachers, of course, I would send out just a survey speaking on a particular website or, or an app and it just ask the teachers how many use it. Uh, do you believe that if you haven't used it, would you consider using it? And then, of course, I try to put that teacher on the spotlight to ask, will you be willing to show people about that website or that app? And, of course, if that answer is yes, then I understand that they really want to use it. <laughs> if they don't, then it really wasn't something that would benefit them at the time. How many staff members do you uh, work with? And then the part B on that is how many teachers do you work with? Like, what's the breakdown? Ooh, so the breakdown on my on my staff, I, I it's myself and my um, my um, tech specialist, mm-hmm. and and then we rely on our media specialist, which is three of those, and so that's who I consider to be my staff, and we are working with um, around two hundred teachers. You must have a very uh, uh, the word I'm thinking of is aggressive, but way of getting organized and way of staying organized and keeping all those conversations and relationships together. I know for myself, I keep everything in a spreadsheet. I use Evernote. I, I you know, there's a combination of that plus Google key. What is your method for organizing um, interactions and, and how do you manage yourself and your schedule? Let's start there. Yeah. Okay. So I, yes, I have to stay organized being a small school system where many hats like that. So I would say that I enjoy using, uh, for instance, Google keep. I have to uh, make certain that I could quickly stay on top of things. So if there's a question or there's a, a, an idea that a, a teacher may have for me, of course, I pull out my phone um, say, hey, Google, and give the answer to Google Keep. Uh, the other part to that is, of course, I'm, I'm a big fan of using Google Drive, so I have tons and tons of folders where I am creating uh, professional development opportunities, and, and I am working on uh, just, just different activities that the teachers has probably asked me to work on. And then, of course, um, I'm also a big fan of Alexa. And so in my office right now, I have, I'm using that, um, that tool, where I quickly just give it uh, a calendar invite or where the case may be. And so that keeps me as, as up to date as possible. Well, talk, talk to us a little bit about keep. Cause I, I think a lot of tech coaches are trying to figure out the best way to use that. I I've often said, Google keep is a cross between Gmail and Google docs where you've got labels, but it's a mini word processor. Now, do you make one keep note per teacher per interaction, per topic. Like if you and I were working together and I'm a fifth grade teacher, do you have a keep note for me? Or do you have many keep notes for me? I, I have many keep notes, but okay. I, I, I try to take my time to organize it toward the end of the, of the letter of the week. So for instance, if I am in my uh, middle school, for instance, and I know that I'm dealing with several teachers, then I will have a Google keep for my middle school. And then I will just bullet point the, the questions or the ideas that they may have. And I would try my best to categorize it by the teacher just on that one, I guess you could say Google Keep mm-hmm. um, entry. So then, if, you were, if you were coming into my classroom before walking in the door, maybe you pull up Keep and see all the different notes on me. That's how keep, you keep that keep organized. Keep is ready. Yes, Keep is ready. So um, I have that Keep ready. I remember, I, Jeff, you, you talked to me about something and I, I have it on my phone and we're going to we're going to make that discussion or we're going to uh, amend any any or give you any updates. I love what, that. What it may be. I, I believe that people don't take advantage of keep enough. 
and mostly because they don't remember that on the mobile version of Keep, it has audio recording yes. and dictation, and it transcribes everything. And I keep saying to Google, I wish you could put that onto the desktop version. Yeah, Google Keep was a that was a game changer when you were able to do the voice, and so it's, it's even easier now to just tell it what you wanted to uh, write down for you. So yes, I'm a I'm a really big fan of Google Keep. So here we are, right? It's 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 the end of the calendar year. We're getting ready for holiday. We're getting ready for the next thing. You are, of course, in charge of all the IT, all the hardware, but you're also working with the professional development side. Tell us a little bit about where you guys are in your school. Obviously, being a certified trainer, and by the way, congratulations for just becoming an innovator. I welcome you. to the family on that. Um, I'm assuming you have a plan for how professional development runs in your school district. We talk yes. here a lot about ed tech integration plans and how that works with the tech director and the, and the school vision and all that stuff. But where are you right now in the calendar of your PD? What were your goals coming into this year? And, and are, are, how are you doing with those so far? Are you being successful? Are there things that you're working on? Tough question, but, but how do we it do is. all this? <laughs> yeah, so it is tough. So uh, let, let's see, that's a really big question. We are towards the end of 2019 uh, professional development calendar. I do have a set uh, as far as a time frame. And so where we are in our time frame, I do believe that it's been successful. Uh, we've, we've had a lot of teachers who still wanted to understand how to use the Google platform because our elementary school has just moved over to Chromebooks, um, similar to where our high school is already. So we had to put out more professional development for Google, you know, Classroom, Google Drive, and and the different digital tools that you can use for collaboration. So with that being said, yes, we've had over um, five days of, of face-to-face time, and for that time where I could not meet with my um, teachers, then I was able to create some type of um, audio or a, a video so they can go back and play back. And so now we're at the end of the year where, as a matter of fact, this upcoming week been our last week. I will probably have uh, one more sit down with a few teachers and we would just kind of game plan. What does 2020 look like where we could go ahead and start back strong? Do you find that most of your teachers are, I, I, I don't know, scale of one to 10? Are they more of the, 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 the two through five range and we're learning Google suite or are they somewhere in the middle or, you know, you said you only have 200 faculty. Where, where's the bell curve with you? Okay, so my, my that question, I would, if, if it's okay, I would like to break it down by the schools sure. uh, because that, that works best with me. So, for instance, uh, one of 10 for my high school, we are in between eight and nine because of the fact that we, uh, we've already established our one-to-one initiative uh, with Chromebooks um, at the high school. And so we work very hard to get them acclimated to Google, Google Drive and, and Classroom. Uh, my middle school, uh, they were the next uh, targeted area. And also with them being the smallest school system uh, with roughly 20, 25 teachers, I would say they will probably be in the seven to eight range uh, as far as their understanding Google uh, for education. Uh, my elementary school would be my group. That would be the, uh, the, the be a nice, I think you could say four to six. They I have a good group at the elementary school that understands how to use Google and, and, and what they're doing. But then I also have that group. They're still trying to embrace it. Uh, they're, you know, they're still struggling with, uh, these are elementary kids. Uh, you know, this is, it's a big learning curve. So that's where the focus is right now. So that's why I've been, been heavily focusing on working with the elementary group. 
talking today to you, John Anderson from Troy, Alabama, a, a man that is clearly focused on helping move his community forward. And one of the ways that he's doing that is by keeping up with his professional learning and also his professional practices. One of the things that I love so far about our conversation here, you, John, is that you definitely have your, your, your left foot into the classroom and your right foot into the IT world. And that's exactly one of the sessions that you guys are working on. It's called Act Like an Admin, Think Like a Teacher. It's going to be happening next month at FETC. Tell us a little bit about that session, because that sounds like something I think every tech coach should want to be at. I hope they do attend that session. I think that they were probably by far my best session, even though I have several out there. The 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 idea what I was thinking of with the with the act like an admin, think like a teacher. We all as administrators understand our roles uh, as far as uh, management, leadership, and we also understand that we have to make certain that our students are okay uh, with whatever their needs are, and then also our teachers. Uh, what I believe that we're kind of lacking in that role is the things that the teachers may need to make their classroom successful. And of course, I'm speaking on the ed tech side, since that's what my belief is. And so uh, this is also my Google Innovator project, by the way, uh, trying to uh, let the administrators understand that the the expectations that we have for teachers the digital tools that we want them to use in the classrooms and the engagement that we are asking for, for the teachers to deliver to the students before any of that can happen. I believe that the administrators need to know that you have to first embrace it yourself. Um, of course you have to support the teachers, whatever devices or tools they need, you, you need to support them as an administrator. The other part I believe is going back to the thing like a teacher is, when you look at different tools that the, the teacher I use in a classroom, you have to ask yourself, how can I use those different tools in my role and help build that connection with my teachers? And so that's what I believe in this particular um, session that I'm going to do. We're going to talk about those different tools and how they could be effective, not only in the classroom, but also as an administrator and then how we can help bridge that gap between the communication between the teacher and the administrator. Do you believe that a tech coach is just the bridge from becoming an administrator, like from a teacher? I know a lot of, let me see if I can rephrase that again. A lot of teachers become tech coaches to then become tech directors. Yes. Do yes. you see the position as thus, or do you think somebody can be a tech, tech coach for a dozen years and be very, very good and successful at it? I believe so. I believe that if that is in your heart to be the tech coach where you are in the classroom all of the time, working with those objectives and working with those different teachers in the classroom to to build uh, curriculum and pedagogy with the different digital tools that are out there. Yes, I believe that you could be a tech coach and you would not have to jump into the administrative uh, field. Um, some tech coaches that I actually talk to <laughs> say that they want to stay as a tech coach. Do you think that the word coach, much like in a sports team, might get stale after a while. And, I, and, you know, we're still in that early stages of the position. Many tech coaches that we run into here have only been tech coaching for a few years, maybe five or six years, maybe at the most. I've never seen anybody being a tech coach for 15 years, especially in the same building. But, you know, let's face it, unless you're Nick Saban, you... <laughs> You are a coach in a, in, a, in a sports team for five, six years, and then you move on because the message gets stale. Is that going to happen with tech coaches overall? 
or does, tech, does, does technology change and so the message automatically stays fresh? It's, I believe that it's going to automatically uh, it's going to stay fresh because technology can, uh, is consistently changing. Similar to coach, I look at the the terminology of coach as a a professional title. Um, it's like you like you mentioned going back to sports. Um, it, it, it takes a lot to become a coach, and so. I'm not trying to. I don't think we can answer that question right now. That we we hope that it just doesn't get. I guess you could say stale or stagnant. Uh, being the tech coach, you know, people think, oh, the tech coach is coming now. I, I I still believe that because technology is always changing or transitioning, that as long as that tech coach uh, consistently have their own professional development, because you have to learn as well, that you, I think you will always have something to give to your teachers and your administrators. But when you when you say tech coaches have to have that professional development, I mean, look, you and I are cut from the same cloth. The stuff that we get sometimes isn't enough for us. So we have to look outside. And that's why I'm really excited that FETC has opened up a tech coaching um, track. Tell us a little bit about what FETC has going on this year and how tech coaches can take advantage of their own professional development. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited that the FEPC even have this track going on. I am thankful that uh, Ms. Womble uh, reached out to me to be a part of this group, and I just believe that uh, this was the missing piece to FETC. Uh, they've already had tracks for your your educators, your administrators, um, your your sped, even your um, your media uh, your media specialists. So now we should have an area that the ed tech coaches can talk. And that's why I believe that this is going to be very important uh, for the different tech coaches to, uh, to come into FETC and just learn different ideas, learn uh, just different things to do, because I'm sure that we all are having the same, uh, I guess, either successes or the questions of uh, how can I effectively reach to my teachers or how can I do this better? And I believe that this is what FETC is going to bring to us, those different, conversations at the table to help other um, ed tech coaches to go for, back to their schools. For example, what? You know, when, when we say tech coaches need to have those conversations, what is an example of, of a conversation that you think right now is important for tech coaches? Well, for me, it would be administrative buy-in. And that's why, if you notice, most of my sessions are based on the administrator. And I think as tech coaches, sometimes you are um, basically just sent to the classroom. And I, and I understand that that's where uh, you are needed the most, but sometimes I do believe that as a tech coach, you need to have a relationship with your administrator or the administrator for that school and be able to game plan together. So even if you are, uh, whether or not you're coming up with a game plan on the district level and you're bringing it to uh, the teachers, I still think that at, at a time you need to go to those administrators and have the conversation of this is what we're discussing with your teachers. Uh, do you believe that we should be focusing on this? And as a matter of fact, if you have time, can I come in and we work together on some uh, different practices on the administrator side? Well, who who do you have that conversation with? I mean, look, as a tech coach, we rely on having great relationships with our supervisors, with our tech directors, uh, if, if possible, with our superintendents. But again, I'm going to go back to this because you are the guy who... Who do you talk to? Who do you lean on? And, and, and who can you be vulnerable with in your school to help you make those decisions, both as a tech director and as that mentor figure to teachers? Oh, that is a great question. Um, so who do I lean on in my school system? Well, I do reach out to um, several central office personnel about the, I would say, the challenges or the obstacles that I have 
uh, with the administrators at times or even with the teachers. And then there's those teachers that are in there uh, that are embracing educational technology. Uh, they are great. And sometimes just by going into a classroom and talking to a teacher, I think it's the best uh, talk that you will ever get. Uh, so that's that's where I kind of rely on uh, those those central office key figures at times. Then I focus on some some of my teachers, and then that's that's just where I get my uplift at times. Um, well, well, wait a minute, is that easy? I mean, again, your your big hat is administrator. You just mm-hmm. said that you walk in and and I don't want to say let your guard down, but be vulnerable to teachers. Is that difficult? It is, especially because tomorrow you're observing them. Yes, it is, and I'll tell you what, uh, Jeff. Uh, being at Troy City Schools for over five years, you can imagine, it took me three years to even do that. <laughs> uh, so not wanting to just speak to a teacher about uh, their issues, but to also let them know, or well, here are some issues that I have as well, uh, as far as um, you all embracing um, technology. Uh, where's the disconnect? Uh, why at times is it difficult to show share with you a tool or share with you an idea that's going to be beneficial to you um and it's going to impact you and your students and and then sometimes we could we could feel um conversation and from that conversation um i i take the information in it it really helps me and i'm able to continue to focus on what i need to do as far as my role as as tech director Uh, so I, I guess you could say it is kind of hard being that vulnerable tech director slash tech coach slash network infrastructure person. So you, you just got to kind of find your points where you need to talk to somebody, because if you don't, then, of course, you are going to struggle. And so and, and there are sometimes the outside influence that we need. And so that's why I, I um, put emphasis again on FETC, where there are uh, individuals out there that I'm looking forward to seeing at FETC that I could be vulnerable with and have conversations with. So if you don't have that conversation in-house, then you do need to build your professional learning community outside of uh, your where you currently are. Now, I'm not going to remind you that the name of this podcast is called Ask the Tech Coach, but I am going to ask you the question of which hat do you prefer, the coaching or the directory? <laughs> Just, just know who's listening to this show and just, just be as honest as you can with this answer. Just knowing, by the way, he's going to be in Miami. And w- which hat do you like the best? So, <laughs> wow. Uh, no pressure. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no pressure. Um, well, I would say that I, I lean maybe 60 40. <laughs> Um, <laughs> 60 40 because at, at times i i do enjoy i said not at times most of the time i do enjoy the connection that's built with myself and administrators and myself and teachers where we are doing professional learning and we are coming up with different strategies to help with um the the students and so, yeah, so I am leaning more towards the tech coach. I think that's probably why I was picked to be on this track because I enjoy that side more. Um, do I enjoy being a tech director? Of course. Um, I, I love this position. I love what I do um, as far as the um, handling the network, the infrastructure, the support side, the, the role of having um, data meetings with the administrators, I enjoy doing that. But if I had to pick, because I know that's what you want me to do right now, (laughs) 
Yes, I, I was. I would say that I, I love. We're just gonna say the word coach. I love the coaching aspect. So once a teacher, always a teacher. Yeah. Well, I love that. And anybody that wants to reach out and, and learn more about the things that you're doing, what, what what's your website? What's your Twitter? How can we get in touch with you if if we can't be in Miami? Okay, so if you can't be in Miami, I will have all of my resources available on my website at www.ujohnanderson.com. And you can follow me at Twitter at ujohn underscore Anderson. Now, before I let you go, we have a little tradition here that we're doing with all of our tech coaches. We call it the Jersey Five. Five questions that are going to get you to think, sweat a little bit, and share a little bit about yourself and your background. Would you be interested in up for taking the Jersey Five? Go ahead. Sure. Question number one. What is your favorite Twitter account or hashtag to follow and why? Ooh. Um, and there's so many out there. I would say it would be... The, my favorite hashtag would be um, hashtag um, engage, and uh, I'll get it right, engagement chat. And the reason being is because they are flexible on um, talking about leadership, and they also focus on just different engagement factors. And so uh, every Friday at 7 o'clock Central is normally their time of their Twitter chat. And so that's the one that I love being a part of. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a side here. I'm gonna do a one A because I'm looking through your slides. What's your favorite Chrome extension? Which, by the way, is gonna be a great uh, session that you're gonna be doing in FETC. Favorite Chrome extension? So I have tons of those, and I'm looking at those right now. My number one Chrome extension would have to be Screencastify. Mm. Love it because at times I, whenever I am needing to create a video, when we have that teacher that didn't quite understand what we were trying to show them during a training or where the case may be. I can quickly just pull up Screencastify, show them how it works, and then I, I have the option of moving it to Google Drive, post it on YouTube, or where the case may be. So Screencastify is my go-to. So one of your sessions here is called So Wake It Up When It's All Over. Now, with that in mind, my next question for you in the Jersey 5 is what's your favorite educational tool? Okay, so Wakelet would actually be my favorite tool just because of the fact that you can just curate all sorts of resources. Uh, I am a Wakelet fanatic. Uh, just recently became a Wakelet ambassador uh, at, toward the beginning of, the, of, the, of this school year. And just understanding that there's, there's so many resources out there in Twitter, um, on social media, online, that when you need a tool to just collect that information for you, you just click that W and it is there for you. So you cannot beat that, that tool in my opinion. Question number three, what is the best advice you've ever been given as a tech coach? Wow. So um, best advice that I was given. That's a tough question. Um, it, actually, I think it came from a tech director, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Uh, but basically, it was I have to understand uh, what we're trying to do from the teacher's perspective or understand what we're trying to do from the administrator's perspective. And so at times, we come in with our model, we may come in with a, a, a training lesson that's based on what we believe would be effective for the, for the teacher. But at times you have to understand from their perspective if it will work, uh, what they believe in. And that's the, the lesson that I was given. Because at first, it, it, was a, it was a challenge trying to get teachers to come into any professional development uh, that we have. And then eventually, once I began to 
work and focus on the teachers, uh, giving them surveys, giving them opportunity to talk and speak up. That is when we began to have effective professional development. Oh, you, John, you have no idea how happy I am for all the all the podcasts that we've done here about working with your administration, having conversations, knowing your strategic plan, reading through your tech plan. And here you are saying know where the school district is headed. That's that's absolutely in line with everything that we're working on here on our podcast. Number four. And these get harder. These get harder here. We're only on number four. What do you hope your teachers remember about you at the end of the year as a coach you spend all year with them when that when that year is over and they go man that guy was uh fill in the blank what what <laughs> i i would say he was really passionate with what he was trying to show us regardless what it may be of course i would have said google uh, uh because that's that's all i i believe in um, hands down is google but there are so many different digital tools out there that i just want my teacher to say at the end of the school year he really was able to show his passion, his heart, and his love for what he was trying to do to show us uh, different skills, show us different activities, because he had a kind heart for our students. Now, you're a tech coach, tech director, trainer, innovator, uh, educator, great guy. Question number five here. What is the best teachable moment you've ever had? Ooh. In the classroom, in the school, <laughs> the best teachable moment? Um, I just let that one hang. <clears throat> yes, you did. Uh, I would say the best teachable moment, um, and I'm just speaking on experience now, because uh, I have several of those, but the best, uh, I, I would focus in on um, my first, actually my, my, my first uh, professional development session where I actually, I actually let up, and I did give teachers the voice. Uh, me, be, with with my background, what like you mentioned on the administrative side, I've always had the mindset of coming in first with with my my priorities and what I wanted. Uh, the best teachable moment was when I had a professional development opportunity for my school, and there was no agenda, and I just opened up the floor and I let my teacher speak. And just the, the, the moment that I received from those teachers when they were excited uh, to finally have time to talk, uh, speak, on, speak their mind about ed tech and where we're headed and where they would like to go. I think that was a good moment for me to understand that I, I do have to understand that these are adults. And I know there's a thing called adult learning <laughs> and understanding that uh, they also and they've been in the game as well as we. So we have to understand that we do have to uh, feel out, get a feel for their needs as well. And so that was my my moment. And that's how I've been taking my professional development opportunities. And this is three years. This is this is going on three years ago when I first did that. Well. I got to tell you, I am super excited about coming down to Miami, Florida, the second week, I believe it is, uh, the, 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 in January, meeting you, coming to your sessions. You've got a ton of them. Let's just kind of go down here. You got a session and, and give us the give us the three sentence. What is this all about? Give us your pitch here. Uh, first session's called How Clever Is That? What are we going to learn? How clever is that? You're going to learn how to use Clever as a single sign-on and how, as teachers, you can build your classroom to benefit your students. 
So wake it up when it's all over. We're going to talk about wake. We're going to understand how to create within Wakelet and how you could create your creation for resources within the Wakelet too. And this is one we haven't talked about yet, but we can do an entire show on this, and I hope we do. <laughs> Technology to- Coach Toolkit, digital tools to support administrators. Yes. So I want the technology coaches to understand what it would take to get into that world to support the different administrators. And so we're going to discuss just different tools that are out there, digital tools that you could use to be effective with reaching that administrator. Digital equity inside and outside the classroom. Uh, This is something that comes from my heart. I would love to discuss with anybody uh, just understanding what it takes to uh, build that equity with the different digital tools and just, just just the concept of digital equity, but not just inside the classroom, the different things we could do outside of the classroom with um, after school and, and, and so forth and so on. Chrome apps and extensions for the productive administrator. I believe that all administrators need to be productive. And so we're going to focus on the different Chrome apps that are out there that can hit with productivity. And then finally here, act like an admin, think like a teacher. We want you to come in strong, thinking like that you know what you're supposed to do as far as the uh, roles of administrators. But at times, we want you to take a step back and put yourself in the shoes of a teacher. You, John Anderson, and a fantastic uh, example of somebody who can go into a classroom, help them out, and also wear that tech director hat. Uh, Eugene, I would love to invite you back on the show anytime you're available and would even love to get you at a, at a mastermind meeting sometime to, to provide a little bit of a Alabama inspiration to all of our tech coaches. And you guys can out there check out our mastermind. We have a great program for you over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. We offer two monthly meetings. We also offer a variety of online tools, resources, lesson plans, free templates, and we've got a ton more of great things for you guys. Check it out over at ask the, uh, over at askthetechcoach.com and teachercast.net slash mastermind. You can find all the details, and we have a great six-month and 12-month plan all set up for you guys. Check it out today over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. Eugene, thank you so much for your time today. Lastly, where can we go to find you? What are those websites? One more time. Okay, so you can go to www.eugeneanderson.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at John underscore Anderson. And of course, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. And maybe you'd like to be one of our tech coaches featured on a future episode. Check us out on Twitter over at Ask the Tech Coach or go over to AskTheTechCoach.com. Fill out a little form at the bottom of every page. We would love to have you guys be featured on the show. Tell us a little bit about your program and what is inspiring you today. Of course, if you're looking to bring audio and video into your classroom, we've got a lot of great resources over at EducationalPodcasting.com and... Our new channel, podcastingwithstudents.com, where you can learn about all the great equipment, lesson plans, activities, and so much more. We've been doing some great things in my middle school, and I'm looking forward this holiday break to putting it all on the TeacherCast site to share with you guys what we're doing. We just built a fantastic broadcasting studio. Guys, I am looking forward to sharing it all on a future podcast with you guys. So that wraps up episode number 74. All of the links we've talked about today are going to be over on our show notes at AskTheTechCoach.com. And on behalf of you, John Anderson, and every tech coach here on the TeacherCast Educational 
Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.